Welcome to Key 3 Educators, helping you excel as a Christian school leader, educator, or homeschooler as you outfit students to learn themselves, love God, and live connected. Here's your host, Stephanie Smith. Welcome back to Key 3 Educators. I am so delighted that you are here. There's only like 1.5 other billion places that you could be on the internet or on a podcast, so I greatly value and appreciate the investment of your time here. Today, we're going to pick up with the second part in our series on how do you build and maintain a vibrant school? And I use that word vibrant intentionally rather than just a school of vision because vision is very abstract. It's a noun. And all too often, it just starts to sound cliche, kind of like the parents in the Charlie Brown specials in the background, you know, want, 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 vision, 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 want, want, want. And we don't want to be like that. So I'm using the word vibrancy because all of us want to have schools that are alive. They're vibrant. You know, health isn't just the absence of disease. And a school of excellence isn't just the absence of chaos and horrible test scores. Now I get vibrancy is kind of a hard word to measure, but starting or teaching in or serving as a board member or administrator is just too much work to have anything less than an institution of vibrancy. Some of you may be listening right now and you may be thinking, vibrancy, are you kidding me? That's a great idea in concept, but you ought to see the faces of the students that I'm standing in front of every single day. I get it. I know the experience of the students who are sitting there looking at you, not even trying to hide that the only reason they are in this class is because they have to be there. And they would rather be out doing just about anything on the face of the planet than sitting in your classroom learning a subject that they see no relevance to in their life. But it's our task as teachers and educators and leaders to cultivate and hang on to that vision of vibrancy. Because if we let our students determine our vision and to create an environment of vibrancy, oh, well, game over on that one. So how do we actually accomplish this? Well, today we're picking up in the second part of our series on building and maintaining a school of vibrancy by looking at the book, Predictable Success by Les McEwen. The subtitle of his book is Getting Your Organization on the Growth Track and Keeping It There. And while this book was written for businesses and not at all to educational institutions, much less private Christian schools or home educators, it fits perfectly. And I highly recommend it not to just sit on the shelf, but to be a key component of your organization. Your board members need to read it, your administrator, your staff, and to cultivate the language in this book so that it becomes part of your culture. You know, a shared language is incredibly powerful. In the Old Testament, we see that one of the ways that God deprived people of their power when they were using their unity to go against him was he gave them different languages, the Tower of Babel. 
And it's incredibly important for any organization that is going to have unity of purpose to have a shared language. And that isn't about English or Spanish or French or German or whatever. It's about having words and phrases that mean the same thing to people. And they can speak to each other using these shared words and phrases that have real meaning. In this book, Predictable Success, Les outlines seven stages that most organizations will go through. And we looked at the first one, early struggle, in the last episode. Early struggle for a school is where you're just trying to get started. You're trying to find a location, cash, students, staff, establish your policies, decide on curriculum. Are we going to have a dress code? If so, what's it going to be? Who's going to enforce it? All the big components. Just like if you're building a house, you have all of these major components and you have to get them right to begin with. Because if you don't and you have to come back in later and you have to repair or replace it, it's going to be incredibly costly. In the same way, it is important to build the structure of your organization. And we talked last time about three objectives that you want to accomplish in early struggle. Having a vision that is focused on where you're going and not just what you're trying to get away from. Clearly defining your market. And number three, building that structure that is strong and can serve you for a long time to come. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the second phase, and that is fun. Once you've made it out of early struggle and you have enough of a plan and you've made enough progress, you've got people, maybe you've got a location. Hey, you can see how you're going to be able to pay the bills, at least for the first year. You've got students wanting to come. You've made it through all that part. You enter into the fun phase. Now, fun does not mean easy. Fun does not mean relaxing. This isn't taking a cruise fun. This is the hard work fun phase because you're still going to have to work really hard, but it's going to be fun. There's going to be an energy and an excitement and an enthusiasm. And the people are going to be so excited about what's happening. And it's going to create this energy that will have momentum in your life. So you're going to go home days exhausted, but you're also going to go home exhilarated at the same time. And you know what? Enjoy the fun. This is where you're hiring staff and you've got students coming in and you're getting to know them and you're, you're starting to see that, hey, I think we're actually going to make it. We, we've got a real thing going here. So what are your objectives in the fun phase? I'm going to give you three. Number one, celebrate. Some of you heard that and you are thrilled. All right, bring on the party. Let's go. Yes, and you're already running 100 miles ahead, thinking about all the different ways that you can celebrate. Some of you are like, okay, we can just skip that one because we've got work to do here. But here's a truth that you need to know, not just now for this place in your organization, but this needs to be remembered throughout your organizational experience. What gets celebrated gets repeated. Let me say that again. What gets celebrated gets repeated. I have a granddaughter right now who is being potty trained. And so every time there is a successful encounter there, we cheer and we clap and we celebrate for her. Why? We want her to make the connection. That's something good. That's worth celebrating. 
Now, her parents, on the other hand, every time they walk out of the bathroom, I don't go, woohoo, good for you. That's great. You went potty. But for her, that celebration is necessary. You must create a culture of celebration if you're going to succeed long term. You might not be celebrating the same things five years from now that you're celebrating today, but you still need to have a culture of celebration. And if you don't begin that in this early phase of fun, it's unlikely that it's ever going to just organically come about. At this stage, celebrate everything you can. And that doesn't mean having a staff meeting and getting up and saying, hey, guess what? We met our goal of X here. Okay, everybody cheer, clap up. Okay, now let's get down to business. It means recognition and affirmation. It may mean hosting an event or several events. It's press releases, whether they're out to the public or they're in-house to your staff and students and families. But be intentional during this phase of fun to celebrate. The second objective of the fun phase is to focus. The danger in fun is distraction. Have you ever been driving somewhere and you're riding with someone else? Maybe it's a spouse or friend or family member or colleague and you have a destination. Because remember from last week, you can't just be getting away from something to be successful. You've got to have a destination in mind. So you've got this destination and You're driving along and then something catches your eye. Oh, that looks like a neat place to stop. Ooh, that looks like that could be a scenic drive. Certainly there's a time to make those stops and to go off and take those scenic drives. But you have to be careful in this phase of fun that you don't get distracted by shiny object syndrome. Because at this point, it looks like, hey, this is going to be a success. So you defined your vision, you designed, defined your market, you've established this structure, and it can start to feel like, hey, we kind of got this. This is great. This is good. Okay, let's keep going. Oh, hey, you know, hey, we could add this in. And, oh, you know what? Well, maybe we could just go ahead and redefine our market now. And why not start drawing up those plans for a multi-purpose athletic complex? And, and it can be all good things. And it's not a matter that you have to put all of those entirely out of your mind and say no to them, but you need to put them away and say not now because you haven't made it to predictable success yet. And this is where in the business world, a lot of startups who make it out of that early struggle actually end up failing because they're having so much fun and they're starting to see some success. They're making some sales. They're gaining customers. They're getting followers. And then they get struck with that shiny object syndrome. And the next thing you know, oh, well, let's add this to our inventory and let's add that. And hey, why don't we move over into that market? And we don't just see small startups who can sabotage their own long-term success by getting distracted during the fun phase. This can happen with established organizations as well. You may have been around for a while as a school and you may still be in that fun phase, but you want to make sure that you continue to stay focused on your vision. Don't just celebrate what you've gotten away from. Celebrate that you've made it this far down the road, but stay focused on where you're going. The third objective in the fun phase is prepare. 
you're going to need to celebrate because you're going to need the energy that comes from that. And you're going to need to stay focused because you're going to need to have the clarity that comes from that in order for the next phase, because the next phase is white water. So yeah, hate to tell you, but you don't just go from fun to predictable success. There's another hard phase in between fun and success, and it's called whitewater. It's not the same as early struggle. It's an entirely different set of challenges that you're going to have, but you will have them. So what is whitewater? It's where your growth reaches a certain point that you can no longer rely on the practices that got you from early struggle to fun. Things are now more complex. There are more people involved. You have students, you have parents, you have more staff. You may have a different structure in your board relationships. You may have moved to different levels of administration. It's not just failure that presents complexity. Success presents complexity. And so that's why it's so important during the fun phase to prepare for the next phase which is whitewater. Now, if you've never been whitewater rafting, it too can be a lot of fun, but it's a different kind of fun than walking along the beach. It requires a higher level of diligence and cooperation and knowledge than if you're strolling along the beach. You don't need a whole lot of knowledge about the ocean in order to know you don't go in at any place up to any depth. You just need to know there are these things called tides that could pull you down and suck you in. I've had the experience of getting caught in one of those tides twice, and I can tell you it is no fun. Oh, and by the way, spoiler alert, I did make it out. But going down a river is an entirely different process. And I don't mean one of those calm, floating rivers. We have some of those here in the Midwest, and they're just a delight to go down. And as long as you have enough of a current, you don't really need to do more than just kind of use common sense, and you'll make it down the river. But whitewater rafting is a whole different ballgame. You strap on helmets. Everybody's got a paddle. You've got to have an experienced guide who knows that river, who knows the currents, who knows the, the paths to take, the rocks to avoid, what's underneath the surface. Because it's not just the trees that are sticking out over the river, and it's not just the rocks that you can see, but there are things under the surface of that river that you've got to know about as well. In whitewater, that's where you move into the land of complexity. And we're going to talk more about that in the next episode. So remember, When you make it out of early struggle, enjoy the fun phase. Celebrate what you've accomplished. Create a culture of celebration early on because what people celebrate is what they duplicate. What gets celebrated gets repeated. Number two, stay focused. Don't fall prey to shiny object syndrome when you're in the midst of fun. And number three, prepare for whitewater. Next time, we're going to pick up with Whitewater, and then we're going to talk about making it to predictable success. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, and hey, leave a rating and a review. The way the algorithms work, that does help other people to find and benefit from this podcast. And if you haven't already, go to the website, key3educators.com, 
sign up for highlights, another resource to help you thrive and to bring up upcoming generations skilled in life's key three areas, learn yourself, love God, and live connected. Remember this, my friend, you have an impact that is immeasurable, eternal, and irreplaceable. Thank you for being with us today. For information on speaking engagements and resources for your school or family, visit the website key3educators.com. Remember, learn yourself, love God, and live connected.